Join us today on What's the Breakdown. Hey everyone, it's Ben Stevens. Welcome to What's the Breakdown. Today on episode five, we're going to be discussing the battle of the mind. In the book of Romans, chapter 7, verses 21 through 25, the Apostle Paul says this, I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that's subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. On today's podcast, we want to discuss this idea of the battlefield that's going on in your mind. And unfortunately, a lot of people, especially Christians, don't recognize the spiritual warfare that's taking place. And most of it's taking place within us, not outside of us. And because ultimately, God and Satan are fighting for the hearts and souls of mankind. And so when we think about this as, we, as you listen today, I want you to really be introspective, to, to look inside yourself and ask yourself some tough questions and see what, what are you struggling with, what are you dealing with, because our mind and our spirit is a battlefield, and there are so many people in the world today who are just struggling mentally. Um, mental health issues are on the rise. I think the last stat I saw, it increased 25% in the last several years. But people are struggling with things like self-worth, shame, pride, their body image, fear, success or failure, identity, anxiety, politics, negativity. All these things are weighing heavily on the minds of people, especially the younger generation. And as Christians, we need to set an example as parents and as grandparents and as brothers and sisters, not just physically or blood, but by spirit. We need to set an example for these younger people on how to live a life that is mentally healthy, how to live a life that glorifies God with our mind, and what we need to do to be obedient to God with our minds. See, these are issues that I just brought up. All these things I just brought up are issues that they're only truly issues, things like self-worth, shame, body image, fear, identity, politics, pride, success, failure, anxiety, negativity. All those things are only issues when we look to the world and to ourselves for the answers or the solutions. That's when they become issues because when we look to ourselves, we're not going to find our worth within ourselves. We're, we're going to look and we're going to see in the mirror what we really are. We know our, our shortcomings and we're going to see shame and we're going to see disgust and disappointment. If we look to the world to define success or failure for us, then we're truly looking to the world to tell us whether or not we matter and that it's all based on how we do or how we perform. We're looking to the world to tell us um, if we are attractive or if we're this or for that, then in a lot of ways, we're going to feel like we fall short because we are going to set up a standard for ourselves that is not necessarily a standard or, or even achievable. And then we're going to or feel like we have um, that we're not good enough simply because we cannot reach that goal. But when we look to God, we can find the answers for all the things that we are struggling with. We can find the answers for our worth. We find the answers for how we're made. We find the answers for our identity. We find the answers for our fear, for our anxiety. We find out what success and failure really look like because truly God is the judge and he is the one that we are trying to um, be obedient to and honor and serve with our lives. All these things 
are a struggle for Christians because we live in a world who oftentimes shouts louder than God's whisper. And or, or we're getting input from the world when we're not reading our word and allowing God to speak to us. So what's the breakdown today? What's our focus today? The focus today, the, the breakdown that happens with most Christians, I say most, with a lot of Christians, and I know I, I'm personally guilty of this. I, this is why the podcast came up is because I was in the car the other day recognizing my own thought process. But Christians oftentimes are some of the most negative people walking around on this earth and that's that's that shouldn't be the case because we have to ask ourselves what where is our joy where where is our peace as christians that that the scripture speaks of so so much you know in the book of philippians if you ever want to look look to a book or one of paul's letters that really speaks to how we should be conducting ourselves mentally and uh th- this is it philippians Philippians, and uh, but I want to specifically look at Philippians chapter four because there's a filter in there, and and I say that because he tells us here's what you should think about, here's what you should focus on in your life, and it's in verse eight of chapter four. We call this Philippians four filter. It's an easy way to remember that, but he says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. He gives us this filter to, to focus our, our thoughts. If we, if we can kind of, if a thought comes in, we can kind of address it. Does it fit in any of these categories? Is it true? Is it noble? Is it right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it admirable? Is it excellent or praiseworthy? And if it's not, we are not to think about that. But if it is, we can focus our attention on that because all those attributes are truly attributes of God. That, that, that radiate from him, that he is truth, that he is right, that he is pure, he is excellent and worthy of praise. And so those are the things we are to focus on. So then my question to us today is, do we follow that? And, and more importantly, earlier in his letter to the Philippians in chapter 2, Paul kind of uh, clarifies it even more. In chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, he tells us, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility... Value others above yourself. So that's a, that's a mental thing. We have to look at other people and value them more than we do ourselves, which is exactly what Christ did for us. But later in the chapter, um, or sorry, in the next verse, he says, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the other. So, and so those two verses together, this is chapter 2 of Philippians, verses 3 and 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. But in all humility, consider others better than yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of the others. And so we're putting other people first. We're considering them above ourselves. We are, we are looking at them as, hey, how can I serve them? What do they need? How can I be a blessing to them as opposed to what do I want? What can I get? How, how, me, 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 this very egocentric um, mindset. But down farther in the chapter, in verse 14, Listen to what it says here, verse 14 and 15. Paul tells the church in Philippi, and this is something I think we need to hear. I know I need to hear it today, and I need to live this out. But he says, do everything without grumbling or complaining so that, in other words, so he says, don't just don't do it. But he says, don't do it so that, in order that, so that, in, in other words, if we don't argue and we don't complain, it will accomplish something. So he says, do everything without grumbling or, or complaining so that you may become blameless and pure. Quote, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation 
Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. So he, here he's telling us that our mindset truly matters. How we, how we present ourselves, the things we do, because everything you do is based on what you think, truly, because your thoughts guide your actions. Your thoughts precede oftentimes your actions. Now, sometimes your emotions may precede them, but most of the time your thoughts precede your actions. And so if we want to change our actions, we have to change our thoughts. And here's Paul telling this church that you need to do everything without arguing and everything without complaining because that's what the world does. And as you do this, you will shine like stars in a warped and perverse generation because we are to be pure, holy, set apart, different than the world. We're to think of others first, do everything without complaining, be different. So when we talk about this battlefield, this battle of the mind, what do we do? What, 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 is it, what is it that we need to be thinking of as we go through our daily lives so that we don't have this breakdown of saying, yo, I believe God is good and that he's, he's done everything for me that I need and, and he is, he's blessed me and I'm blessed and, and, and I don't need anything, but yet we walk around as though we're not blessed. We walk around as though um, we're in the hole. We walk around as though we're defeated. And so there's this breakdown. So how do we deal with that? It's because we're not preparing ourselves for battle. We're not even recognizing that there's a battle going on because in the mind, the battle of the mind, this is where Satan is fighting the battle for many. A lot of us, we want to look around and see all these manifest evils, things that are going on, whether it be in politics or in war or in crime or um, trafficking or whatever else. We see all these things that they're like, okay, we're not doing any of those, so we're doing good. But what's happening is that Satan is using education, he's using the news, he's using the politics, he's using division, he's using your emotions, he's using your experiences, all to change your mind. Because here's the thing, in order for us to know God's will, Romans 12 tells us that we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we can test and approve God's will. And one of the ways we do that is that we don't conform to the ways of the world. And so here's just a couple of things for you today to take with you for a battle plan on how you can win uh, this this war that's going on, this battle of the mind. The first thing is this. Just remember the idea of garbage in, garbage out. Whatever you're listening to, what are you listening to? What are you watching? What do you consume on a daily basis, whether it be from social media, uh, YouTube, uh, television, radio, movies, podcasts? What are you consuming? Because the things that come in, if you take in junk, you're going to produce junk. If you eat terribly, you're going to feel bad, so to speak. So if you're taking these things in spiritually, you're taking in mental food, spiritual food that's garbage, then that's what you're going to be able to produce is garbage. And so you need to avoid people who are pot stirrers. Some of you may know people like that in your life. They're pot stirrers. They cannot help but want to make things worse. They, the juicier the gossip, the better. The more anger and, and, and pride that can be riled up, the better. They, they stir it all the time. Avoid those people because they're going to make things worse. They're going to continue to feed you garbage. But on top of that, as a Christian, do not be a stirrer. Because Christians should not be stirring gossip. Christians should not be trying to tear people down. Christians should not be trying to create problems. But rather, Christians should be pointing people to the solution of the problem. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that which is helpful to the upbuilding of others according to their needs. Not to tear them down. And so as a Christian, we should not be stirring the pot. Even if it's juicy, even if it would, it's interesting, even if you really want to know, even if you, you, you have anger there, whatever it may be, you need to stop. 
and you need to address that. Hey, I don't want I don't want people doing this to me. I don't want to do it and to them. And I need to honor God. So I'm not going to stir this pot. I'm going to leave it alone. And I'm going to pray for the people that are involved. I'm going to pray for strength for me to be a light for them and for them to be their hearts be softened, for God to speak to them. Be part of the solution. Don't allow garbage to come in if you don't want garbage to come out. Second, second idea for you today. It's to take captive every thought. That's what Scripture says. He says to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. So this is defense, okay? So the first thing I said, garbage in, garbage out, that's just recognizing your situation, where you are, okay? What's, what's going on around you? What's coming in? What's coming out? The second thing is take captive every thought. That's a defense now. Now we're playing defense. So if everything you talk about, if you recognize this, and this is what hit me the other day, if everything you talk about or uh, the things you're thinking about are negative, they're, they're getting you down the dumps. It's you're, you're very critical of other people. You're critical of yourself. You're, you're, you know, you're degrading yourself or you're degrading others or you're negative just all the time. You need to take those thoughts to the Lord and choose to rebuke those thoughts. You need to stop the bad thinking. I've heard it called before stinking thinking. You need to stop the negativity because it's not going to take you where you want to go. It's not going to address the problem. It's not going to scratch the itch. It's going to make it worse. And so you need to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. So if you're upset with somebody and, you are, and you're tearing them down, you need to catch that thought and say, okay, what would Christ have me do here? What am I supposed to do here? I'm supposed to love my enemies and pray for my enemies. So that's what I'm going to do. Instead of tearing them down and wishing bad for them, I'm going to pray for them and encourage them. Right, because this is how we shine like stars in a warped and perverse universe. We don't look like the world. We look like Christ, and Christ on the cross says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The very ones crucifying him, he asked God to forgive. And so we need to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. That's the defense. So we're defending, we're taking care of the negative thoughts that come in. Once we play defense, you want to go on the offensive, and that's the third point, is you choose your thoughts Move forward. You're always moving forward toward the goal that God has called us to, and that's that's with him in heaven for eternity. But he's called us into these missions and into these um, good works that we're supposed to be doing, as according to Ephesians 2.10. And so as we're moving forward into those, our thoughts need to be on the task at hand, and that's loving our neighbor, that's serving in the church, that's helping those in need, that's reading our word, that's praying for our brothers and sisters, that's mourning with those who mourn. Um, laughing with those who laugh, weeping with those who weep, being part of the mission God has called us in. You need to think on the positive things that are described in Philippians 4 that we just read. Whatever's pure, noble, right, true, praiseworthy, excellent, all those things, that's what we need to think about. We have to start to be proactive with our thinking. And she might be listening to this in the car or you're at work or wherever you're at, and you're listening to this today, and you're like, well, how do I do that, Ben? You have to make yourself do it sometimes. Sometimes the last thing we want to do is be positive. Sometimes the last thing we want to do is shut down our anger. Sometimes the last thing we want to do is give someone another chance or give someone the benefit of the doubt. But guys, listen, God gives us grace every day. His mercies are made new every single day, and we are to be a copy of him to the world. We are to be imitators of Christ, having the same attitude of Christ Jesus. We are to be imitators of God. We are to be ambassadors for him to the world and share that truth with them. So maybe one thing you need to do today, anytime you're feeling negative or, or down, you need to remember some things. First of all, thank God that you're even alive to be thinking these thoughts. 
Praise God for the good things that he's given you in your, in your life and rejoice. Oftentimes, worship is the best thing we can do when we're struggling, when things are down, when things are bad. That's how we get out of those holes. So maybe today you need to start to identify some, some what I call go-to blessings in your life, some things that when you're down, you can immediately remember those things, and they remind you that, that, that life's not as bad as you think it is, that there are better things going on than you realize. For example, as a Christian, one of the first things we should recognize and be our go-to blessing is that God has offered us and given us salvation in Jesus Christ, salvation we didn't deserve. Remember your salvation, where, what he's brought you from, what he's taken you to. If you're a parent, look at your children. Those are gifts from God, the Bible says. If you're married, your spouse. God has given you somebody to walk beside you, to, to, to be your helpmate, um, your helpmate and, and your partner for life. Maybe you have a job today. He's given you provision. You got friends that you can trust and rely on and who pray for you and encourage you and hold you accountable and 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 take up for you and, and step in the way when, when things are going bad. Be thankful for them. As a Christian, you should have a church home that you are a part of, that you serve in, and that you are part of the family. Be thankful that God has put us with other believers. Now, maybe in your own particular life, you're going to have some examples that aren't aren't so broad are vague, but you're going to have very specific examples in your own life that you can go back and look on, like provision, where God took care of you. You didn't know how you were going to pay a bill, and all of a sudden money was there that you never you never expected, or or someone was sick and you received a miracle that they they the doctors gave them were hopeless and gave them up to die, and all of a sudden we don't know where the cancer went, we don't know what happened to the sickness, we don't know why this shrunk, because God blessed you. Remember those moments. And on top of everything, we have God's word that we can go to and remember God has actually given us his word so that we can seek him out daily. And so come up with some go-to blessings in your own life today that when things are bad, when, when the, your, your, your mind, the battlefield of your mind is very cloudy and you're having a hard time focusing on what's good, go to those blessings. Focus on them. Meditate on them. Thank God for them. And begin to think about what's good. And last but not least, guys, we need to be responsible for ourselves. A lot of times we get so upset and so out of whack and so um, cloudy in our judgment and in our minds because we're so focused on everything outside of us. All how people behave, how they drive in traffic, what they've done on the news, or or people who've done um, you know just heinous acts or whatever it may be. We get so caught up in everybody else's stuff that we don't take responsibility for ourselves. So check your own motives today. This requires honesty and recognizing your own shortcomings. Check your own motives. When you think something, why am I thinking this? Is it because I want to tear them down? Is it because I'm, I, I, I realize that I didn't do what I was supposed to do, so it would be easier for me to tear them down than it would be for me to step up and do the right thing? Check your own motives for how you feel and what you're thinking. And find accountability partners. And what I mean by that is find somebody in your life that you trust and that you respect and that you know will not just pat you on the back and say, oh, it's okay, but we'll rather, we'll rather tell you that's not how you should be thinking right now. You need to stop acting like that. You need to stop acting like a child. You need to stop acting like you're part of the world, and you need to act like you're a Christian. Let's pray together. Let's talk about this. Let's see what God's Word says. That's an accountability partner. They're going to sharpen you just like iron sharpens iron, and that may cause a little bit of friction, may cause a little bit of sparks, but at the end of the day, you'll be sharper for it. You know, 
one thing that, that gets us stressed and causes some of these problems is that our schedules are just simply too busy. We try to cram too much in every week, every day, feeling like we have to keep up with the world, that our kids have to be in every activity and we have to go to every outing. We have to do all these things. Guys, it's got to be God first, family second, everything else after that just falls in place where it can because God has given you salvation in Christ and ministry starts at home and branches out from there. You do everything you can as though you're working for the Lord and not for man, but you need to make sure that you prioritize the things that are most important in your life. If your kids are the most important thing to you, don't just spend one hour a day with them. Don't just ignore them. You know, if, 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 you, if they're the most important thing, don't just throw them into sports or into activities or whatever just so they can be busy, but rather invest in them. Take time with them. Spend time with them. Make time for them, etc. Slow down. That's the problem with today's world is we are so busy, so hectic, and breakneck speeds all the time that our stress causes us not to be able to focus. When we can't focus, that's when we're deceived most often by Satan. That's when we're tired, when we're distracted, and that's not how Christians should be. And so today, take a look at your life. Evaluate what's going on in your life and see, are there things that we can slow down on? Are there things that we can back away from because they're taking away from what's most important? Sometimes that means hard decisions have to be made. If it's, if it's your job, your job is, is super stressful and it's, and it's not worth the stress, then maybe you need to look at getting another job. And, and if you're like, well, I can't live in the house I'm in now, maybe you need to look at getting another house. It really matters is how important is it to you to be able to have a sound mind, to be there for your children, and to love them and lead them in the way of the Lord. Because at the end of the day, Joshua tells us in his book, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's a decision we have to make, guys, because we have to choose to grow. We have to choose to grow closer to God because we choose to be obedient. When we read his word and he says do A, B, or C, we have to choose to do that. We choose to be obedient. And when we're obedient and we see God move and we act in faith, we grow in our faith because we recognize, hey, he's a, he is of his word. God is faithful. He is true. So negative thinking, busyness, unchecked sin, separation from other believers, not going to church, not gathering with other believers like the Bible commands us to do. These are all things that are going to stunt your growth. But every single one of those things are based on choices. So if you choose to do something that can stunt your growth, it means you can also choose to do the opposite, which is the equivalent of repenting. You're choosing to do the opposite of what you're doing because what you were doing, God hates. God is against and he commands you to do otherwise. And so you agree with God and you choose to do the opposite. So you begin to think on the things he's asked you to think about. You begin to prioritize your time and do what's most important and serve God in that time, whatever that may, may look like in your life. You repent of your sin. You turn from your sin. You, you rectify anything you need to rectify based on your, or because of your sin. And then you gather with other believers and you serve and worship and, and function together as the body of Christ should. Because at the end of the day, guys, we're called to love God with our heart, our soul, and our mind and our strength. Love is a choice. And so today, let's love God with our minds. And if we do that, we will win the battle of the mind because God has never lost and he never will. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed this time and what's the breakdown today. I pray that it's an encouragement to you and that you check in with us and follow us on YouTube as well. Guys, have a great day. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us today on What's the Breakdown. See you next time.